this life, gotta make your own deals Chase your own thrills, pay your own bills On the outer loop, sitting on chrome wheels Phone synced up to the newest chrome bills On air, who cares if it's right or wrong? I just care which guests they invited on Without a minute to stall And there was liquor involved with some hype songs And the night is young Right on cue, the talking begins And we check out what Steve Bills got on the blends A bit grimy a backdrop from the late 80s to the mid 90s Till it finally takes us to a rhythm that works And K. Chrome spits a verse that he didn't rehearse Both flex skills proving it's all in So gather round for the newest installment Chrome Bills Episode number Look, I'm making a list of things that we need to talk about tonight. I do. Well, it's a, it's funny. Uh, it's a word document list. It looks, it's very uh, lo- low profile. It's pretty. It's <laughs> the the production value of this show. Hold on, guys. Let me get my notes. Pull up your notepad. <laughs> oh, Chuck's got Chuck's a notepad. Got notes. Oh, there you go. Nothing wrong with that. You got hear the ruffle though. of the papyrus feathers. This is Chrome Bills, available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe and share. For no other reason. Than the kindness in your heart, the magnanimous in your mind, magnanimous, the thoughtful in your tush. It's been been three weeks, four weeks since the last Chrome Bills episode. A lot has gone down. A lot. Where do you, Where do you want to pick up? You want to pick up with the uh, Astronautilus show? Okay. Oh, wow. You want to pick up at Wedlock? Mm. Listen. You want to pick up at the Roots Picnic? Okay. Mm. All good ones. You want to pick up, I got I got new EP on the way. All right. Caesar's new album. I got things on my list, too. I love how prepared he is. Pick and choose. We should. That was, that was the, bu- those were the bullet points. Yes. Where do you want to go? It's your, hey, your house, your rules. Daddy's house, daddy's rules. So, we were at the wedding. Okay. I slept on Chuck's little, little fold-out couch. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate him for that. <laughs> Different styles. Yep, little fold-out couch. My boy, little fold-out couch. <laughs> and uh, we ordered room service at, at like <laughs> three yeah. in the morning. Yeah, how'd that go? It was good. A couple of BLTs. How many times did the room service have to show up? He Is, came twice. Okay, all right. So we passed out because it was taking way too long. Yeah. How long are we talking? An hour? Uh, oh, probably 15 minutes. It was minutes. probably 15 <laughs> minutes, but we were banged up, yeah. so it seemed like an hour. Nice and banged up. And uh, we felt... So so Chuck and Justin fell asleep on the bed. I fell asleep on the mini couch. And uh, we get a knock at the door. I think Justin was pretending to be asleep. I know I was pretending to be asleep. She knows how to play that scenario. Um, Chuck <laughs> stumbles out of bed, rolls over to the door. The guy's super friendly. He's like, oh, let me, let me set that down for you, sir. Chuck's like, I got this. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got Don't it. Don't worry about it. I got My it. My man takes two steps. Instead of walking straight down the hallway, right. he hits like a 45-degree angle and just clangs up against the side of the wall. He had a flashback to being on a hockey rink. Uh, but I, uh, I stepped on my shoe. Okay. Oh, I left okay. a shoe in okay. the hallway. So Blame, wait, you got out of bed sh- wearing shoes? He's blaming the shoe. No, no, right. I had taken my shoes off when we got in, uh, not realizing I was going to go back to the door. Oh, oh, man. Okay. Or be carrying things. For some reason... They put like six glasses on this tray. Yeah, lots of OJ. <laughs> and they and the food was under these like like a, a tin pan. Yeah. Just <laughs> so as the, loud as could be. Dude, the noise, it sounded like a uh like an old cartoon. Like, a, <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just missing the Benny Hill music. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like the Grandmaster Flash song. Right. Broken glass. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> one of the one of the three meals and all six drinks went onto the ground. The glasses shattered. It's crazy. I, so what happened? I don't know. You ate glass and passed out. <laughs> the the guy said it happens all the time. He really he, he did. He, it happens all yeah, the time. And we were like, no, it doesn't. He goes, yeah. I can bring another one up in like ten minutes. You know, he, all right. Well, here's my response <laughs> it to that. Happens all the time. And I don't, this is definitely preaching the choir because it sounds like the dude did you a solid on that. He was he was really nice. All right. So who's fucking up and being like like not? What do you think all the time is like six out of ten? If it's more than four out of ten, here's what they have to do. I, that, I deliver think, it in styrofoam. I think Chuck said, like, name the last time that it happened. He was like, like, he, he next was like, door. <laughs> next Chuck door. Was like, he was like, really, name the last time it happened. Yeah. No, he couldn't come up with anything. 
broken glass. He's like <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> what if he was so like, two, give me another ten? Two minutes funny things about again. that story too. Uh, one room service bill heavy, so I assumed the I I never saw the itemized breakdown, but I assumed the replacement food was on the bill. Oh, he charged you for the food, pu- pushing it to about a scene. Yeah, he wasn't oh, that nice. Jesus. For three BLTs. Okay. <laughs> and the other part, waking up the next morning, Steve had left as understandably at about like seven in the morning. Holy shit! And, that's uh, early. Yeah. And. uh like at best, forty percent of this food was eaten. <laughs> wow! It was a triple decker BLT. Okay. And there was only one deck after. <laughs> after. <laughs> uh, Speaking of calamity, so we yeah. get back. Uh, thank you guys for coming. It was Appreciate a great it. time. We I had like, a great time. Anybody listening out there? Ron is a fan of the show. I thought his uh, best man speech he knocked oh, it out of the park. He, he killed it. One of the best I've ever seen. It was really References good. to postpathic profiteers and my p- poor shot selection when playing basketball. Which oh. you know, I, that's I think that's a subjective matter. So we'll talk about that another sure. time. But yeah, it was awesome. So we uh, we all went out, and then my lovely bride and I went back to our the room at like two in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. We were both pretty faded. I was just, we both had one thing on our mind. It, they both, it started with S, but it didn't end in X. It ended in P. We were both completely not in the mood. So uh, we get back and it's like <laughs> two in the morning and our flight leaves at 3.30 the next day, right? Or like that Sunday. So the same day, but that yeah, afternoon. Yeah. I was like, yo, we're in pretty good shape because we don't have to be out of here till noon. We really don't need to be at the airport until like one one thirty. We, you know, like yeah, we can sleep good. in tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go. I had left some stuff uh, in the homie Tall Scott's room. So I was like, I'm going to go right down the hall, get that stuff. I'll be right back. In my head, the whole way down the hall and back, all I'm thinking is shower, sleep, shower, sleep. Yeah. I opened the door and I just, she didn't even say anything. And I could just feel like this. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, something happened. She had dropped her rings down the sink. No way, dude. Both of them. Are you serious? So... <laughs> I'm sure you've both been in situations where you're like, I'm sorry, I keep kicking that over. Where you're just like, I have two options right now. Right. It, it's very like clear cut. I can freak the fuck out or I can put this energy towards resolving this. So I started, I called the hotel and I was like, here's what happened. They're like, we'll send an engineer up at seven o'clock in the morning. I was like, well, there goes sleeping in. And I don't know how much she's going to sleep because I don't know if they're still in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so the guy came up at seven. There's the trap, you know, like how. Dude, you could have called me. I would have done that for you. Really? Would yeah. you know how to do that? Yeah. Do you take That's it apart? What the from trap the... is there. You this little. You just spin the thing off. So all right, here. I didn't even see it. <laughs> I didn't even look at plumbing. It. Plumbing. There. It, if it doesn't have the spin-off thing, like at the, you're talking about at the loop. Yeah. If it doesn't have that, would, that, it doesn't that would be have the a trap. trap. Yep. You the cut U-shaped that item. You gotta cut that okay. Shit because the guy actually said he was like look if you would run they were like immediately don't run any water down right, there right right and the guy was like if you would run the water one more time these have been adios oh really yeah so we get him back and it was one of those things i was like see this is a symbol of how our Ooh. marriage is going to go like even when faced with challenges like we'll make it work <laughs> you like, did the right thing though yeah you know you did the right thing don't there's you no were way. like i'll rinse it out honey yeah <laughs> i'll get it i'll just rinse them out it's yo that's another thing we got home and uh, we had been gone for like a week and a half. The shower in our sh- uh, above our shower is a light fixture, and mm-hmm. it was flickering. And I was just like, "This is gonna drive me fucking crazy." She's like, "You need to learn how to fix this stuff before we get it home." I was like, "We ain't got a home yet. I ain't learning how to fix it." I c- I actually unscrewed <laughs> the top. The whole fucking fixture fell out. And I was like, "This this is not my role." You know what I mean? I'm not Mister Fix It. So how how many MCs does it take <laughs> to unscrew to a change light fixture a light bulb? One to do it and four to spit bars about it. We had uh, we had a good group there though. That was yeah. You good guys job on, good job on the invites. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. I'm strong. I had beef with strong. your DJ though. Did you really? I don't. I got. I don't know if it was beef with you or the DJ. Okay. What happened? I said, "Hey, man, could you have any Wu Tang?" Okay. He said it's not on their list. Okay. I said, "Hey, do you have any? Do you have the Humpty Dance?" Okay. Yeah, now, that's he right. He said it's not on the list. Yeah. I think that one might have been explicitly asked not to play. The Humpty Dance? Yeah. It's a wedding, man. Well, see, here's the thing, man. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm walking in two lines. I'm walking in two worlds right now. I can see that. You know what I mean? You chose the you chose the other world. <laughs> She's uh <laughs> she and her family. Yeah. 
don't like rap music. Oh, uh, no, it's not that. They'll party, but like it's got to be some Bruce Springsteen. It's got to be Stevie Wonder. It's okay. got to be some classic shit okay. that they think they, is classic. They found a way to play a little song I would have predicted that they would play. What? That rhymes with Hump Me Down. Okay. It's by House of Pain. That's true. All right. <laughs> All right. Called Jump Around. <laughs> Hump Me Down. Bruh, bruh. I want you guys to start keeping track when you're watching any sporting event. Oh man! How often the first like eight notes of "Jump Around" get played? It's it's incredible. And how much do you think they get paid for each time? You think they get paid for the just like the the hit? Who's who's they? Uh, Mugs, Everlast. Oh, I think Tommy Boy might be collecting some dough on it. I don't know. Tommy Boy it. probably loves the shit out of House of Pain. Yeah. For that song. Yeah. You know. You were good for that one. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that Everlast hears that he's sitting there at his house. He's just trying to watch like the Redskins Eagles game, you know. Yeah. And that comes on, and he he's got a soundboard sitting next to him, and it's a jizzle line, and it goes, "Tommy ain't my motherfucking boy." Wow, I, that'd, be, that'd be interesting <laughs> to look into. Hey, d- intern, d- intern, we're gonna unlock you from your cage, and then you're gonna go write a report on the royalties for Jump Around. Mm-hmm. He, he, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. he's on it. You gotta talk to him off mic. He doesn't deserve to be addressed with the mic actually in front of our face. What is Chuck drinking right now? What is Chuck drinking? It looks like coconut water mixed with uh, yeah. gin, olive juice. <laughs> yeah, olive juice and coconut water and gin. What is it? That's more of a. That's a tomorrow morning drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the drink. It's called tomorrow morning. <laughs> tomorrow morning drink. That's now nice. this is just a. Uh, it's a vodka soda where all the ice melted. Okay, solid. Is there any olive juice in that? It's got a hue. There should be. Okay. Oh, it's lemon juice. Oh, oh that's nice. Quite nice. Quite that's refreshing. Nice. I, again, I've, I think I've often touted many things about Chuck. His rhyming ability, as you're going to hear on his upcoming EP with his band Avid Gamblers. The man makes a good drink. And not just not just like on some red Solo cup. Here's two ice cubes, some fucking real gin, and like tonic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, too much tonic. Yeah. He's going to come correct with it. Yeah, he definitely Eyeball had like, glass. He definitely put orange rind in a couple of drinks that I've had. <laughs> right. He's made for me. Right. Which is, uh, I'm not going yeah. to that extent. You're not you buying orange here. rinds from 7-Eleven. Like, you got to make this shit. Though. Right. I'm going to open a bar. It's going to be called Ratios. Ratios. That's pretty good. Oh, that is very good. In the back, in the back where the weird shit goes down, yeah. it's called Horatios. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got you have to joke. have at least five drinks to even joke. like that's get the ticket to joke. go into the yeah. Horatio room in the <laughs> back. Yeah. And then you're Still like, gonna blow like the horn played by Horatio. It's <laughs> a great Talib line. Mm-hmm. Yo, is Talib Kweli a dickhead? I've met him once in person. He, I didn't find him to be overly friendly, I'm, but not a dickhead. Okay. I'm going on. He was just, very business oriented. I'm reading all these uh all his tweets lately. Have you followed any of this? I have not. He's really take he, he like really goes after people. Who into who? That's fine. In particular, Josh fun. Brown, maybe we should talk Who's about the, that. Who's the? There's point. a rapper from New York, white dude. They had like a race beef. There was even a diss track about it. Ah, oh, fuck! What is this dude's name? He's down with like a mortal technique. Oh, dialect? No, not dialect. Diabolic. Oh, diabolic. Yep. Diabolical. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. That dude can uh, battle his ass off. He was in the brainstorm battle a long time ago. He was good. To use to to phrase it the way that Cole would phrase it. Here's my thing about Talib. Here's my thing about Talib. I feel like he's a very intelligent guy. Yeah. When he misspeaks, and it happens to the best of us. Sure. My perception has been that he refuses to backtrack and admit that maybe he was out of line. Refuses. Okay. Right. So what would that be called stubbornness? He's a, he's a bit stubborn with these arguments. He what did doubles, he, he, what did he, he doubles say? down. For our listeners who haven't heard it, speaking of Twitter, you can find Chrome Bills on Twitter. At Chrome Bills. At Chrome Bills. Word. Spelled correctly. How ironic. Yes. Steve, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to find a good one here. Okay. All right. Chuck, your boy Josh Brown. What's going on, man? I'm assuming you. Oh, gonna- my God. Yeah. Actually, that's a good segue. Uh, I mean, I'm glad, you know what, it's like too little, too late, right? But they didn't, to, to tie back to Talib, they didn't completely bury their head in the sand and be like, no, no, we got this, we did our research. Right. It, it always seemed like it was very quick that they were just like, yeah, yeah, this shit happened, we're just going to suspend him for a game, it's all good, right? 
clearly there was some other information out there that, that it was at least not known to the public. So the question for the Giants would be, were you banking on the fact that this would never come out or were you in the group that also didn't know how bad this was? Based on the fact that they're in New York City, which has five times the amount of media of a regular city in any city is like incessantly following their NFL team, right? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they didn't know how bad this was. The fact of the matter is one game and kind of brushing it under the rug, that's still a debatable approach. This shit comes out and they're just like, I'll at least give them, they were like, you're not traveling with us. We're playing in London on Sunday, 9.30 local time. It's Thursday. We're getting on the plane. This story broke Wednesday night during the debate. It's not getting any coverage. We're flying to London without a kicker. Wow, they didn't I, even I sign I can appreciate one? that. No, they flew Robbie Gould over there, uh, who I think is going to play uh, Sunday. But okay. at that time, they were like, it's uh, you know the business saying you either feel pressure or you apply it. Like whoever they're negotiating with, they're like, so we like it's not that hard to find out. Like we don't have a kicker for Sunday, and we're in another fucking continent. He's wow. getting he's getting that check for this game. Robbie Gold's cashing in, right? <laughs> well, that's the question. I, I hope so. I mean, I, I went, you know, if I can play revisionist history on it, I I thought it was very suspect, right? And I I did think that my revisionist history is that I, it's a kicker. It was never like a vocal thing that I really. Uh, like made a big deal about because there's so many other things exciting at the beginning of the NFL season. He came back and I was still like, I don't know how I feel about this, but all right, you know, maybe they're going to find out that it was just some shit. She was freaking out or something. You know, like I, I, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt, I guess I would say, which as a fan is probably not the right position to be in. What What has come out to date? I mean, the fact that the Giants... Basically, the the position came out of their hands, similar to what happened with Adrian Peterson and what happened with uh, right. who's the dude that was on the Cowboys last year, Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg Hardy. Yeah. Where they're like the commissioner steps in and is like, you don't even have to worry about cutting anything, anything. Like this guy goes into a purgatory of NFL, where like now at this point you can't even cut him, right? And it's something in the collective bargaining agreement. It's called the commissioner's the exempt got, list. The fact that it even got to there, oh. I disagree with. But you know what? They they are where they are. The fact is, the guy should never play another fucking snap for the Giants. I don't see any way with the straight face that he could. So is there actual hard evidence? So that's, Chuck, you would know. We were talking off air about this. How did the journal uh, become public knowledge? I think it got released because it went to court and it became uh, part of the evidence. Okay. Document Ooh. right. I think it's finally going to court. Now, was his wife pursuing charges, or is it the state versus? Him? It's a- ex-wife. Yeah, ex-wife. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting, man. Like I was reading about it before we started here, and Mike Freeman was saying he was getting a lot of uh, tweets and texts from black players. They're like, "Yo, like, what the fuck? This dude. How is this different than what happened with Ray Rice? In that you were suspended one game because you were hoping it wasn't as bad as maybe the worst case scenario you would think it would be." And then you get physical evidence that it was, but maybe the diary isn't as, or the journal, whatever it is, isn't as damning or something you could put on loop for the media the way a video was. But I don't understand how he wasn't just, that's it for him. That's, that's the part I'm still kind of lost on. He's still getting paid. I mean, that's the thing about the commissioner's exemplars is you still get the game checks. Mm. But I, I think there's a lot of like bullshit litigation parts of this that are baked into the collective bargaining agreement, or at least I'm going to hope because otherwise it really makes no sense to me how they could be in this situation where he's still getting paid. I mean, you have to figure like at this point, like the best thing that happened to Josh Brown was that this story all hit during the debate right. on Wednesday. It was like very easy to miss. Well, but I feel like if it, if, if it doesn't have a visual component, it's tough for it to gain traction. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, you're in an airport, you're not listening, you're not, the volume's not on, but like, if you see something you're like, yo, what the fuck is that? You're seeing a sick, uh, a kicker sulking in a picture. You're not right. Gonna, you'd be yeah. like, okay. Let's, oh. let's rhetorically say though, what would be, if you couldn't have a visual component, what would be, the next worst, it would probably be like a nine eleven or like a nine one one call. Yeah, definitely the nine one one call resonates 
And then I think third is like a journal of misery. <laughs> yeah, that's like true. I think that's got yeah, a journal of misery. A journal, the Josh Brown story. Actually, also, also my next album. <laughs> that's a new Talib Kweli album. That should. <laughs> I so I kept thinking, all right, like what would be some reasons why? In the journal, he's like, oh, I was molested when I was a kid. It's fucked up my head. I have an addiction to porn. Like I've object, I objectify women. Like th- there was a lot going on, and I wonder how much of any leniency shown to him was. You seem to be aware of this, admitting that you have a problem. Because he was like, "Yeah, oh, I, I need some help." But even with that, like I don't understand how that extends to hitting women. I could be like, "All right, I see. I can see having fucked up thoughts." But like, apparently, it was like twenty times. Gosh. Yeah. Guys in a dark place, man. Yeah. And which is so odd because I like even when they were showing, you know, replays of his kicks, I was like, You have no idea what's going on with these guys. His name is Josh Brown. It's right. like the most He's a kicker. <laughs> you're like Josh Brown the kicker. What if somebody was like, All right, so you're saying you punched her? He's like, Yeah, they're they're like, what if they were like, Did you kick her? <laughs> <laughs> That's not even close to funny. On- ongoing. Shame on like, you. Shame on you. I want to shout out I want to shout out the homie Ben, who when when something is even is even before too soon, he says ongoing. Ongoing. <laughs> that's yeah. I think that, that instead of saying too soon to that joke, I have to say <laughs> ongoing. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. I don't <clears throat> we can go into NFL talk now a little bit if you'd like. Actually when we were standing outside, you're like, I gotta find this one part of a past episode. You must have hit the fifteen second skip like eighty times to yeah. thirty. All we did was talk about we Redskins week Red four. Skins. And yeah, it was last year. Last year, September yeah. of this year. We gotta go a little bit more evergreen than that, you know what I mean? Uh, but people are talking about how like viewership of the NFL is down. I mean, the product's definitely worse. Is that true? Oh yeah, really? Well, so oh, it's way down. It's way down. Well, I think it's mostly based. And Cole, correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel like you're more well read on this. It's m- the biggest drops are in the primetime games. Like as far as like the one o'clock, the one o'clock watching and the four o'clock watching is down. Like it's at ninety percent of what it was, ninety two percent, which I think is just a. A byproduct of how the 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 infinite world of media has increased. Like, the the yeah, the population's grown, but everyone has Apple TV, and you can watch Westworld on DVR and all this stuff. And it's not like, oh, I guess I'll watch football because there's nothing on mentality. But the primetime games have seen the biggest drops. They put the, the first debate is, against the Sunday great. night game, yeah. and it smashed it. And I mean, the the primetime games have been shit. I, think I always it's feel like a combination. The, the the games have been really crappy yeah. this year, primetime wise. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people have been critical of Goodell. They're like, well, all right, so you you suspended Tom Brady, and that would cut into viewership. The game against the Cardinals when Garoppolo started, there was a lot of interest just to see what happened with Garoppolo, and then I don't think they had another primetime game. I don't know. Look, there's too many fucking teams. Like last night, the bit it's. It, I feel like. This is at least like the third or fourth team I've seen this happen to. Cutler goes down with a sprained thumb. Hoyer goes in and sets a record for like four straight games with 300 yards. And then last night breaks his arm. That So then they get down to fucking Matt uh, Barkley. And then I remember Cleveland started like five different quarterbacks. I feel like uh, there's a couple other teams I'm spacing on. But you got too many teams, dog. Too many teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, it's, it's too many teams and then it's uh, there's like a leveling thing where with parity – like, what is that primetime game that should have been on? You know, I think that that's, that's the question. It's not like they're misplaced. It's that with parity, you have a lot of mediocre teams and mediocre not in a disparaging way. I mean, as Cole would say, in the true definition of the word, these teams are just very fucking average. Yeah. Right? So there can be a, like, I, I watched the Ravens-Giants game last week. I thought it was incredibly compelling as a Giants fan. Yeah, that was a great game. But I could see... I could see Going into that game, that's not a big lead in game. You have a you have a, a two and three team playing a three and two team. Uh there's not uh, Odell Beckham's been playing like shit all year. Like there's not there's not a lot of lead in. So anyone that watched that game, that ended up being a great game because of how it transpired. Yeah. Other than Jeff Triplett being a, the biggest douchebag oh, I've ever seen. He's the worst. He's the, he's the guy a couple years ago that gave the Giants a fifth down against the Redskins. And I remember I tweeted at Mike Freeman. Mike Freeman's getting a lot of rolling. A friend of the show, Mike Freeman. And I was like, yo, what is this dude's deal? And he retweeted back. He's like, statistically, he's the worst ref in the NFL. Trade I am. I'm literally convinced that they confused offense and defense <laughs> on a, on a passenger. There's a play where 
Dom- Cole, did you watch this game or like see it on Red so Zone I saw or anything? It on where Red Zone, yeah. I actually had like the, the play where Dominic Rogers Cromartie on like a forty-yard throw almost picks it off, and then they call defensive pass interference, and it looks like they were calling it on the guy going over his back, and then they're like, no, no, he bumped him way earlier in the run, uh, and then if you no. watch the replay, like the only time it could have been was like way before the ball was thrown. So it would have been a five yard anyway. And I'm talking, this isn't like, the, this is like with a three point lead with two and a half minutes to go in the game for all of a sudden first and down, at, uh, first and goal at the one. Yeah. Like it was, it was the most ridiculous thing. I mean, Odell Beckham kind of saved the refs in that regard where he, he busted a play, had like a 70 yard touchdown, Giants going to win. And they still threw on what was a, a relatively arbitrary 15 yard penalty at the end of the game that i mean espn decided because it was old Beckham. Dude, baltimore got inside the 20 <laughs> they had a chance they had like three downs to score they needed a touchdown so they couldn't kick a field goal yeah. i mean the, the that's what there's so much wrong with the, the league in that there's that blown call the atlanta seattle game where sherman should have got i mean that completely cost atlanta the game because i think it would have given him like a 40 yard field goal at least a shot at it this isn't going to post till monday how many calls would have had to have happened yesterday that were just completely blown? Where you're like, I got, I can't keep watching this. A dozen, and just, and just on a high level, like the coaches get two challenges, right? Two challenges in a three-hour football game. But you can't challenge the fact like that the, the fact that there are limitations to what the challenges can do is bullshit because everyone's like, it'll slow down the game. If I'm sitting on two challenges and there's the most egregious pass interference call, that's a fifty-yard play change why isn't it i mean these calls are very easy to make example later on that day is uh atlanta and seattle right right atlanta and seattle the, thanks for listening julio jones fourth and ten <laughs> was that did you i i just brought that up did you hear that oh my bad okay, I totally it's all good it's all Go good <laughs> you were taking no, no 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 keep going because you were i mean i think you were going in the same direction i was going to go in no you you lead you oh lead the way, my man. boy i'm sorry <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I I do understand that it's it's a difficult job to do, but the Sherman one where I was like, yo, like I there was a dude like a ref basically like standing over it with a magnifying glass, just blowing it. I get like that you have a different view on the angle and everything, like on the field than you what you would see on TV. Yeah. I did hear, and I feel like this guy is fairly polarizing. Chuck probably likes him as a fan of the Giants. Phil Sims, I think, is a very good analyst. He's very good. Hate him. Do you really? As an analyst or as a – you didn't like him as the quarterback? I liked him as a player. I hate him as an analyst. Really? He, okay. has a weird, he has a weird grudge against Eli, but move on. Does he really? I didn't know that. I'll be listening for that. Okay. He's breaking all his records. Yeah. it's Yeah, Troy Aikman, I've noticed, gets a little salty about Cowboys quarterbacks. It's like Daz, like Prescott runs 89 yards, throws it to himself, touchdown. Aikman's like, dude ain't shit. Gotta, Put Romo get back in the people there. involved. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> but – uh. Where was I going with that? I, I completely forget. The magnifying glass. Oh, like blowing the calls and everything like that. I get that it's tough. I thought Sims made a really interesting point. You get your two challenges, but then in the last two minutes of the game, you can challenge anything. Now, that really, like, the first uh, argument against it that I about instant replay uh, just as a system that I've heard would automatically negate this one like it makes it take too long. The last two ga- minutes of NBA games are impossible. I can't imagine how how tough it would be to watch NFL uh, games if you could challenge something in the last two minutes. Yeah. But here's what I don't understand. There's shit that you see so clearly on your TV screen, right? So it's like, all right, I'm not expecting you to watch it in real time. You're going to go over to a video screen. I just saw it. The dude's knee was down. The ball wasn't that like, don't go to commercial have somebody in New York call down and be like, all right, that, that, here's the decision. Fucking move. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, why isn't that? Like, I understand that they want to have control on the field, right? And that's important in all sports. There can be a way where someone else, even if they travel to the game with the crew, that they're doing the replay judgment so that the same ref doesn't have to walk over 40 yards and put on a fucking... Like he's watching an old Charlie Chapman like hand crank yeah. video. He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. That might be a catch. Crank back, crank back, crank back, yeah. crank forward, crank yeah. forward, crank forward. There's like, like a woman walking around. I think like it's Charlie bloomers. Chapman. Cha- Chaplin. Tracy Chapman. What did I say? Chapman? Chapman. Tracy Chapman. Tracy. Yo, actually, that's different styles. Oh, wow. Tracy Chaplin Charlie and Chaplin. Charlie Chapman. Yeah. 
It's there's there's a lot that could be. This is why he got a fast camera. <laughs> could you imagine like being from like Eastern Europe and coming over here and trying to watch NFL football? No, no. Like, I only he only has one challenge this half. You know what's crazy? Within like, two minutes. Yeah. But then you're okay. As nuts as I am about watching uh, football now, I remember being six. Like, so let me get this straight. You take a while. You line up three feet from each other. You smash into each other and fall down. You get up and do it again. And then there's a beer commercial. And I was like, this this is fucking terrible. I don't want to watch this. Somewhere along the line, I changed my opinion about when it. When did it become so compelling? I think once they started to throw the ball more. I like watching. I like just like throwing shit. You know what I mean? Out of anger. Out of, you know, just to relax. I like throwing things. So that's probably what had me open about it. <laughs> I, th- I think it's true, though, for especially people from Europe where they come over and like the criticism, right, is that soccer is boring, but there's never actually any breaks. There's no challenges. The only thing that comes in from above is they have a sensor similar to tennis of like whether or not somebody's off the sides. ball actually went in the goal. No, not for offsides. Oh. Offsides is still okay. Is still on the field. No challenge. I mean, a lot of times they blow the call. In fairness, mm-hmm. uh, but the only thing is that there is a sensor because times like the there are definitely times where if the ball hits the pole, hits the post, bounces down and has spin on it, it'll pop out of the net. And it's like really tough to tell if it went in. Uh-huh. And they have something where like a light will go off that says, no, that actually went in. Like the hockey net. Similar to the hockey net. Okay. Perfect, perfect comparison. You know what I mean? That's fire. Okay. It's like me when I'm playing basketball. I'm like, you don't need a light. You don't need to, you don't need to find out whether it went in. I'll tell you it went in. And I go 0 for uh-huh. 80. <laughs> we should have a Gunning. free throw contest tonight. I st- yeah, we- wow. I'm really down with that. I actually, so I hadn't played ball in, a, in it, it had been a minute. Yeah. Got back to it. Yeah. It's like riding a bike, man. Hit a couple game winners, you feel good. You go Out one. Out of 10, what are you going? One for 15. What are you going? Uh, tonight on free no, throws? No warm up. Seven. All right. Out of 10 on free throws? What are you doing? I'm going five. Okay. Five. I'm, I might be a little bit more I would, confident I would than I need. Go, than I go need eight on y'all, Bam. Ch- yeah, Ch- oh, Chuck that, says yeah, he's going to eight. Yeah. Can Chuck shoot for me from New York? He'll shoot better. <laughs> I'll stumble out there. I said on y'all Bambas. By the way, I love <laughs> I love D I love DC slang so much. Absolutely. Like, I hadn't been in DC for probably eight or nine months before I went down for Cole's wedding. And I got off the train at Union Station. I was waiting to get on the metro. And I guess they have like shorter and longer metro cars, right? So this car comes up, it's only a six car instead of an eight car. Everyone's waiting at like the back end of the platform. And so they start rushing to the door and this dude's next to us and he goes he like looks over to his his girlfriend or wife and he goes, "Oh, don't go to that door. There's a big ass line out that door." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Yes, welcome home." I was like, "I have arrived." Mm-hmm. <laughs> big ass line out that joint. Yeah, I went to San Diego. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. They had to drag me back onto the plane. Within ten minutes, I was like, "Well, my life's goal is now to retire here." You know, I can be a pretty uptight, anxious person. I don't know how you could not be just relaxed and having fun at a place like that, man. Yeah, it's pretty chill. 80 degrees. I didn't even notice this until I got back. People were like, I like it because there's no bugs. I was like, I didn't get there harassed no bu- by There's no bugs there. Fucking gnats. You know, I, I know. What do you I, mean? You felt gnats there? No, I re- no that, here's the thing. I realized, like, I read a book once uh, about, like, the world's bee population got wiped out. You don't realize the effect that that would have. Flies, I'm sure, serve a purpose. What good are gnats, man? Who's, cry- who's losing sleep if we just wipe out all the gnats? I don't know. All right. Well, I feel like all the animals' ears wouldn't, like, get the workouts that they, okay. pop, that they need, you know? <laughs> like the elephant's ears. <laughs> I mean. Mad crusty. We went to the zoo. Saw I saw a camel. That was cool as shit. I feel like getting really fucked, like dropping ass and going to the zoo would be fun as shit. I think shit. it would be scary. It could be really bad or really great. Probably really bad. Yeah, animals be like, could be yo, scary. Yo, yo, that camel's looking at me. You <laughs> yeah, see that? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. He why, just, is, why is he eyeing me up? Did you just spit at me. What if the camel was like, "Yo, can you play the Humpty dance?" He's like, "Yo, play the Humpty. It's not on the list." Oh, oh, do me, baby. I saw some seals. Seals are odd creatures. Yeah, they're like. Those are the ones that look like dogs? Yes, but with flippers instead of legs. Right. But then they have, like, it's it's crazy how they'll move around on a rock like they can swim. I think being amphibious would be kind of, that'd be kind of crazy. If you're just like, Yo, I, it, it doesn't really matter if I'm underwater for an hour. Whereas, like, with you and I, we can't think like that. 
How many rappers' names are amphibious? <laughs> There's got to be like mad rappers named amphibious. Is there a frog? I don't think no, there just is a frog. straight up like M- MC amphibious. MC amphibious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I do miss like ciphering with people just to hear like the different names people would come up with. Right. I remember algorithm was one. I think we talked about it once. Watusi. So like, that, that's just Watusi. That's a good name. That's what's up. <laughs> that was the, that was one of the songs. Watusi. That's, that's what's up. up. I remember that dude when he was uh, his other name. He was Dave the Hip Hop Junkie. Right. Right. As far as Chrome Bills goes, I'm gonna take that name. That's a better name. Dave the Hip Hop Junkie. Dave the Hip Hop Junkie. Speaking, of, I did. So I w- was kicking myself. I did drive by Access Music at one point, but I didn't go in. You didn't go in? No, no. It didn't. The scheduling of it didn't work out. I didn't realize how far it was from where we were staying. How much hip hop did you practice in? Uh, I've been writing quite a bit. Did so you write I in wrote, San Diego? Yeah. Well, you know the the main thing for me. My wife I want to hear that verse. What do you, what runs like, life is good and the sky is bright. Destroy, the stars yeah. are clear. Start it here. Like I just yeah. <laughs> want to hear like the happy cold verse. Honeymoon. Like, funny what you want right. to do? Sitting on my honeymoon. I'm a funny dude. <laughs> <laughs> I have the the beat. I got a rental car. It's a Lexus. That's neato. After this, let's get a breakfast burrito. <laughs> uh, the beat that you gave me, heart of me. That'll be on the LP. No way. Uh, Live long enough to oh, learn. I That's, get a, I get a placement. Down the road. Yeah. Well, because I already have the song written to it, but it's some happy. I gave happy it to somebody shit. else. Did you? Who? I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking battle. Napole- Fuck Napoleon said he wanted it, so I gave it to him. That'd be tough for me to do. I'm with. fucking with you. Okay. I'm just joking. Um, but now here's the thing about Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> the time difference. So there was some people at the wedding from California, and they're like, yo, like this is killing me. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. That's going to be awesome for us going over there. Yeah. It'd be, I, my problem is if I'm not in bed by 11, I'll be up till 2. So that out there. Make, wait, say that again. Like, you know how like I'll be laying on the couch 1045, like straight up falling asleep. and like, just go to bed. And I'm like, I got four episodes of Gotham I got to catch up on. I'll watch. And I trick myself into thinking I can go to bed at midnight, but then I'm wide awake. Until two, you okay. know what I mean? Okay, I got it's, you. It's, it's early. Yeah, yeah. It's early or late for me. But so ten o'clock out there, or like seven o'clock. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but like, I have like, I'm feeling good. Like, I feel like I've gotten a lot out of day. It was like, well, because dumbass, it'd be ten o'clock back home. Right. You would have worked for twelve hours, yeah. spent three hours in your car getting to and from work. Like, of course, this is better. Yeah. I I would move out there in a fucking heartbeat. Did you go to any bars or anything? Yeah. So. The place where we stayed uh, is called the Dell, so there was a lot of stuff there that we could check out. Yeah, but that's the touristy. Did you go in? It is. Yeah, well, but you went to Gaslamp. Uh, so we went to Gaslamp. Okay. Um, there was a place, actually Jake, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. I loved his wedding. His, uh, I think it's his half-brother, uh, runs a place called Rustic Root that was really dope. The sushi, here's the thing out there. As, as you know, Rustic Root. Okay. it's pretty new, Okay, and it was right next to a sushi joint. San Diego is not a cheap place, but I feel like there's not many times where you spend that much money and you walk away thinking, I got exactly what I paid for. Like, that was worth it. Mm-hmm. So the touristy thing, like, at the hotel, I was like, I get, like, but, like, yo, like, we're sitting down looking at a beautiful view. We're paying twice as much as we should, but fuck it. Like, it's the honeymoon. But uh, I don't... If it wasn't, I always make this argument about, like, the <clears throat> rooftop bars in New York and shit that gouge people on drinks like the one I took Steve to oh, called Loopy Doopy in Battery Park City is that Steve there is no regulation oh, there's it. no regulation stopping you from going into a hotel's restaurant whether right. or not you're staying there right if the prices were competitive then there wouldn't be a seat for the person on the 10th floor absolutely that goes down right so you have to, part of the price you, you don't pay to walk into the restaurant you're paying it's people baked to, into to the fee and the fee is that we want this place at 75% capacity. Right. We don't want it at 100% capacity. So if it's at 100% capacity or we have a line, it's too cheap. Right. And you know what? I get it. I get it. Yeah. I don't agree with it, but I get it. I mean, I feel like it's the kind of place where they're not like, yo, you're not coming here every week unless you're just rolling in it. Like to have that experience, if that's the only time we do something that extravagant, I'm glad it was on the honeymoon. Hmm. Uh, speaking of price, did you know that Mark Price and Sean Price were related? I found that out the other day. I had you for a split second. <laughs> so wait a second. Uh, but man, how you lived out there? Why did you come? Why did you move back here? I have no idea. What were you thinking? I was I was very cloudy at the time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What Chuck, have you been what out? Is that, th- Chuck, what is this? Is the hard exhale from Steve every time he has to answer that question? He kind of he kind of says it like some just to go a Bill Burr joke. Like something's wrong with his kidney. He's like. Ugh. 
I don't know, you know. I just had to had to get back. Yeah. Had to had to do some things on the East Coast. Had to come uh, back. Well, we're glad you here. I, I think I miss my East Coast people. It was it the people? I miss my parents. You know, it's crazy. Clo- I, I see my parents like once a week. Very close. Yes, yeah. that's great. Uh, it's, them, so. My wife was like, "Yo, I can't. You know, I I, I couldn't leave my mom." You know, I was like, all right, bye. Something to be said about that, man. <laughs> Looks like someone's got two seats on the flight home because I ain't going anywhere. Right. Uh, but yeah. I mean, to Steve's people- point, it, the, one of the easiest things about moving to New York was that my parents didn't live in D.C. anymore. Yeah. Right. 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 It was, I was like, well, what am I staying here yeah, for? Yeah, but you're still do East Cro- Coast, man. To do Chrome Bills? And I'm still close. I'm not in San Diego. Yeah, like, you I can, can do once a month. Like, when you're out there, it's like you do two, maybe three times a year. That'd be a lot. Right. It's a, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. For the record, I go to D.C. at best two to three times a year, but it's not because I can't. Yeah, but you they also come it's up. Just and like if, your parents also come up and visit you, though. That's a fair point. That's right. a fair point. And if I needed to, I could be like, okay, I'm down, for, I'm down for a party at Steve's house. I'm down for Cole's wedding. Those things are two months apart. If that was flying cross-country, that would feel very yeah. different. Pick one. Who, who's your real friend? Yeah, I don't know. I've always been a fan of the safety blanket. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Just stay close to home. Stay yeah. close to your parents. Nothing wrong with that. I just, I well, I feel like you both have negated the main the main problem that I have with this area is just is commuting and just everything's so crowded. It's very crowded. Oh, it's not entitlement. There's the yeah the <laughs> attitude. I'll say this. You know what was fucking annoying? Huh. The Uber driver, and again, I'm the. I'll there find. I can complain about something about anything. This, the wedding, the honeymoon was perfect, but every Uber or several of the Uber drivers we had, like their attitudes were so shitty. Like this one dude was like, "Yeah, I, I hate San Diego," and I we were driving. He was driving us to the zoo, and it was 80 degrees, no humidity. It was just a perfect day. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? I could see if you're like, you know, I've been here for a while. I'm, you know, I need a change of scenery. He said he hates San Diego. Yeah. That I, you don't hear people say I hate San Diego. Right. That doesn't really come. That yeah. I I, I couldn't believe. Like it. if if they said Fairfax or something, you'd be like, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I that. You'd be hear me saying it. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's a kind of place where I I could see I want to retire there soon. Just pick up some golf sooner than like yeah. Pick up Tory, golf. Tory Pines. Just eat fish tacos. You know, I, f- I feel like oh dude, it's tough to get good fish tacos. Underrated fish tacos. Are, I mean, every place has fish tacos. Yeah. Right. And but it's bomb. Like there's places where it was like, like ask your server stations. for the fish that like some dude literally just took out of the Pacific Ocean. You know. Yeah, man. Were we getting shit out of yeah, the bay? Fukushima tacos, dude. <laughs> What's so, that? Oh, it's, it, it packs a bang. <laughs> Hey, I came up with a good little uh, phonetic trick or a mnemonic trick. Can't wait to hear this. So, you do you eat sushi? I do. So you know how people are like, oh, sashimi is <laughs> it? The, nigiri it has rice in it because it's got an R. Sashimi doesn't. It's it took me thirty seven years to put that one together. Wait, nigiri has the rice. Right. Sashimi does not because it's got the R in it. That's tight. You know what I mean? It's tight. Little, I'm I'm here for you. Light snacks. But and I don't I don't need that though. I already knew what it was. Okay, because you. You're classy like that. You know what they call me on the basketball court when I say stuff like that? Life hack box. (laughs) (laughs) It's always summer league when season's playing, man. Hey. You know? All right. So what's up with with some uh, what's up with some music? I gotta go to the bathroom. Make a drink. Yeah, that's cool. What do you want to play? Oh, you know what? I feel like I have some. Did we ever play the Ritz Jam? No, we're supposed to play. Uh, no, we're not. Oh, that's to, right. The Pen Pals. Play. Let's play the Pen Pals joint. Absolutely. It's Let's taken it. us forty minutes to get to this. point. Tell your cat to get out of here. Tell your cat what's, to subscribe. What's the Pen Pals joint? Steve, give this a nice intro. Uh, homie Squires from the Pen Pals remixed UOI. Who, 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 who are you? Oh who are you? yeah. Did I you listen to this? this? Have you heard it yet? Yeah, this shit is okay. nice. I like this a lot. Yeah. I think it's a banger. Shout outs. I, enc- I encourage all other producers that listen to Chrome Bills. We know you're out there. I know you're listening. Download the uh, download purchase the UOI single by Do Computer. There's an acapella there. And uh, yeah, go ahead. Remix that joint. That song features C's Mikes and K Chromosome, as we discussed on episode 112. And contrary to what Dude Computer said at a previous episode that we haven't found, can remember, or exist, mm. but we did it. Mm Mm. 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 Can you stall for me? Why is my mm. yellow cat? Yeah, your cat is fucking up the program. He's really. So this is Chrome Bills episode one thirteen. When you add one, one, and three together, you get five, right? What? The, I don't know where he's going with this. 
Why your cat- I assumed you were going to cut all this out. So I oh, I can cut it out. That's fine. Why did your cat pick now to be like, Daddy, love me? I don't know. He's really... He's Straight up licking the mic cord? <laughs> why are you licking the mic? <laughs> so do they have glands on the side of their face, and that's why they rub the side of their face against things? What is, <sighs> what is that about? I don't know. I thought he just loved me, man. man. You're blaming it on glands? I'll be back. Blaming it on glands. <laughs> Squirts of dopeness. Broke as a joke without a punchline. Fight my way out of this one, this one Time to stabilize my income It's fun to point a finger at the system Until a fist forms and you can't afford your kingdom Threw some cash to the ruling class Who could ask anyone but self to do the math Then I grew a mask In debt up to my eyeballs Disguise falls As did the sky when my beauty crashed Soul survivor Sad to say the problem's mine Paper trail traumatized Can't rule this a homicide Out of doubt of natural causes Before I could resolve this Crisis of capital being colonized I present our past just in case we forget We're not slaves to their future We're slaves to our debt It's kinda gross when safety's a net And the rules can be broken without breaking the sweat Equity, technically sovereignty is its own pursuit You don't need a law degree to see inside a voting booth We're merely history's latest focus group So just be clear with what you owe and who you owe it to So just be clear with what you owe and who you owe it to So just be clear with what you owe and who you owe it to So just be clear with what you owe and who you owe it to So just be clear with what you owe and who you owe it to has been settled up, there's nothing that I owe this place Went from protozoic protege inside an open lake To growing legs and walking on the land while people watched in awe Rubbing sticks together till it made that fucking fire roar And my applause was echoing while people tried to find their voice Dipped and got that second wind to reaffirm initial choice To do the thing they does but left the history neglected Get upset when they can see I'm unaffected by their presence And I can see the seesaw balance has passed through They learned from the mistakes they saw me make Though they were far and few So if I gotta play the role of God and folks around the traps And tell me that ain't worth at least sincerity when giving dabs Apparently the bill I sent came back returned to sender Put the proper postage on that shit and tell him not to bend it And before it's time to burn the city down and breathe the potent fumes Just be clear of what you owe and who you owe it to So just be clear of what you owe and who you owe it to Just be clear of what you owe and who you owe it to So just be clear of what you owe and who you owe it to Thomas of the essence, I'll give you some credit When you splurging on a necklace, puts return on my investment And we don't need to know exactly what your savings are Sign for the higher APR and here's your favorite car A face card's not the hand you would dealt So for you to take a piece of this planet's wealth Demand some help, take an advance now But nothing's free, so those late night collections calls They come from me and before you point to one Ponzi scheme, there's a million on the up and up for people to follow a dream. A bunch of mom and pops trying to balance the books. We step in and take our cut, you call us the crooks. Complaints without solutions, vague and inconclusive, raised in its grace, trying to change the institution. Now that you left Zuccotti Park all confused, let's be clear on what you owe and who you owe it to. Let's be clear on what you owe and who you owe it to. Let's be clear on what you owe and who you owe it to. I actually have this theory that I've never met these guys in person and you've played a lot of their beats. I have this theory that it's actually just you under a production. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Yo, they, so the fact that you said no, I they like did this better it, than like the one I did just pretty much, that was kind of a giveaway to the fans. <laughs> they do have a different styles group. What's the different styles group? Pencil Enemies. Ah, shout outs to the Pencil Enemies, a.k.a. the Pen Pals. Pen Pals. The homie Squires. Shout out, this shout is out. just I see that from New York. This is just to beat that. 
I, I like this that. This is just a beat. Oh, here we this go. This is just oh, yeah. some heat. Huh. I put on my shoes, come to your crib and touch your feet. Woo. I wash them like Jesus apparently did. About to give you a parable, kid. I went to San Diego. This shit was in Fuego. If you were to call me derogatory name, it would be Dago. Huh. My last name is Policy. Used to be Palucci. Peace to my wife. She's a cutie. Your cat. Well, I can get with that. If it comes any closer, I'll ha- go have to get a bat. Just like what they plan to do with the Zika virus. If you want to get an album, all you need is papyrus. A couple bucks, and I can see it in your iris. I'm up in the sky. My rhymes are the flyest. And I'm not a sneed handler. Peace to the K-Chrome and the avid gamblers. Yeah, and I'm smiling. Cole's talking about his name at Ellis Island. And then this shit'll get dark. I spit a freestyle about my time out at Liberty Park. That's where the statue is. That hubris that I walk with. Put you on some new shit. Got the picture in the background. Damn, not matching anymore with that cool disco Dan. Saw Corey had the 2DK shirt. I ordered it and said, let me get it next Monday for work. Hit him up on PayPal just to rock the double deuce. This that ill shit when I be coming through. And I hit some new shit and you can blend. Steve's got a production pseudonym that he's playing as the pen pal. Yo, this type of rhyme, it has been out, but I corral my style and it's golden like the corral restaurant that is beholden on road trips. I'm so focused when I'm smoking and I'm owning the components. C's jump in with some braggadocious like motherfucking listeners had to know this the rapid focus that we be possessing is some ill shit to teach mcs a lesson i teach them a lesson they started counting i go to golden corral and check out the fudge mountain i see commercials when they're using marshmallows i'm not a harsh fellow the cat is kind of yellow i don't want to hear it bellow or maybe me owl you see your knee pal with the pen pals i got 10 styles then i split them into multiple fractals I'm like a pterodactyl, you're like half an apple Nothing in the core but the seeds And I grab the microphone and then I give you what you need Even if it's not what you want, don't try to front I come to your house, vote for Donald Trump I'm only kidding, I'm hitting that I'm really voting for Hillary Clinton With my absentee ballot, cause I don't wanna take a day off of work Use my personal leave, yo, who would believe It's 2016 and you gotta vote in person I see your cat's asshole and it's really hurting My eyes, it's even got a little brown dimple I wouldn't wanna have to pop your cat's butt pimple Needless to say, it was a balloon knot. Uh, You know what? I actually did write this down. Needless to say, I'm hearing the rhymes out of the boombox. Why your cat's got to try to show me it's balloon knot? (laughs) Sorry for bringing this up. But why your cat always looks like it's got three fingers up? (laughs) And if you make that gesture, then you might just catch the reference. Chrome Bills, ladies and gentlemen. How high Episode is your cat one right now? Dirt, two. He's really high. And do cats high? Yeah. Chuck, that was dope, man. Chuck, we got to talk about your EP, the Ava Gamblers EP. I want to know how it came about. Where did you record in the same studios? Then just give me the deets. First of all, I want to shout out my man Cole. Who? Cole I feel like there's a new Cole. There's like a 2016 hey, there Cole. Is, Cole, I sent him the album. He gave me like a very concise breakdown. Listen. Shout out back. Went in. You know what? You you heard it. I'll, I'll give the details. Why don't you preface the record? So I've always thought uh, Chuck has always had a very there's a certain aspect of his personality that comes out with a live band. Yeah, and I think that's true of of a lot of MCs, but not of a lot of MCs. A that that's a good thing, but B that it's something that they're willing to cultivate within themselves. And I always felt like Chuck, uh, he's worked with some very good producers. He's worked, you know, like in just doing, getting a beat, rapping over that. But every time I've seen him live with the live band, I was like, there's an aspect of his personality and sort of, and I can hear it in the delivery on these four songs on the EP where you will, it's almost like a Black Thought influence where, like Doc Tour, like you'll start like, the, the rhyme doesn't have to be like the way you're annou- pronouncing the words like you get very fluid with that and very flexible with that like it's a very fun thing to witness and I feel like uh, I'd heard some of the avid gamblers material before this and I was like I see where this is going it's dope but like there's it was like watching like uh, what Dax Prescott Dax Prescott's gonna be next year 
You know what I mean? Like, imagine that dude with the year under his belt. So when I hear these four songs, I was like, yo, like, these hooks are perfect. The verses fit in there perfect. But there's that very, it doesn't sound like, and you might have even done it this way, but it didn't sound like you went in after they laid down the beat. It sounded like you were recording with them while they were playing live. Does that, like, I feel like there's a lot to be said about being able to pull that off with a live band. I feel like Chuck does that better than anybody I know. Right. Except for your cat. I think you 100% nailed it at the end, actually. It's so true that when you're playing with a band, it's different than uh, with an instrumental where it was going to take those guys four or five takes to get everything where they wanted it. And we would be done. And then they'd be like, all right, like, are you ready to lay yours? And I was like, no, no, I'm keeping take three. Uh, Like, play me, play me take three. Like, I would do it because they needed me on there as the benchmark for where the songs go to certain transitions just to make sure it was laid out properly. But I was hitting it like, no, nah, I want to be like, oh, take one, take three, take five. And that, I never actually sat in the studio and did a take to anything we had recorded. And that's what I mean. Like there's, it's flawless. The delivery's flawless. Like there's not one line where I'm like, oh, like I wonder how he let that one like not get in the, like, I guess that's what I mean. Is Chuck has a very, he's very in tune with like how it's supposed to feel when it's done right. And I think that you have to really be in touch with that to work with a live band. I think to me, even as a writer on the album, they're like musician moments, like to quote Nas. Okay. Where there's like things where I didn't say it exactly how I wrote it, Mm. but because I was so in the right place with the flow, I was like, "Ah, I'm not redoing a whole verse because of like one word being different. Yeah. There's, There's no way that'll just, that'll just live that way. But, I mean, it's interesting because I am in a vocal booth when they're doing it. So it's like I still, the takes are still keepable, mm-hmm. which makes it nice, even though they're, you know, four feet away from me. Because it's a, the place we record is in Astoria, Queens. And it's the most uh, creative use of real estate for a studio I've ever seen. How so? Like there are booths for everyone, but it's smaller than my one bedroom apartment. And it never. It never feels cramped, but at the same time, if you were like, hey, do you have a bottle opener? They'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's just like open this thing on the floor and pull out of this little corner. Yeah, there's a crevice there that has that. Or like, oh, do you have an extra cable for this? Everything's, it's, it's just very uh, very organized and complete. Take a picture and Shout of that out to Camillo me. that okay. runs that. He's, he did all the mastering and mixing on the stuff that I sent to you guys I'd like to as see well. That. We went back. Went back after a recording and just sat down for five hours and, and mixed and mastered everything. It, it's interesting because we, I think when you said it, you're like, yo, like this is, I don't, you didn't say a rough mix, but you were like, yo, this is like the unpolished. Do, is that the final version? Because when I, I that was the, yeah, that was the final. Okay. I thought for some reason in the email, I was like, hey, this is like a draft of this. That I, I was blown away by how good it sounds, man. It was really good. I love that Chuck doesn't dumb down his lyrics. Right. Even though he's with a, a rock, uh, rock band. Throw your hands uh, up with a band. Right. You know what I mean. Right. Sometimes when you hear the the hybrid groups, yeah, they kind of dumb down the lyrics. They're taking it easy. Yeah. They're taking the day off on that. Chuck drops like an eardrum pop dilated. Right. 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 Reference. And I like, rock the science. <laughs> I'm like, all right. He had one joint. Uh, uh, less sulfites, more tannins. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. That like that. And still like in the context, I actually thought you know I knew Cole was gonna like this record too because. Uh, I've always had, I've always been more style over substance, right? And and my argument was, I'm like, if I can't make it, if I can't flow like this and write about something, I'd rather just be talking about nothing because I've always liked the flow point. But if I can get in a zone and actually be talking about something, and there's two joints on there that are like really locked in, it's where am I going and mm-hmm. under the table, yeah, or like very specific songs about things. And right away when I sent it to Cole, I was like, he's going to be like, oh, shit, there you like go. Like a porcupine off a quart of wine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's amazing. When is it coming? Do you guys have a plan for when it's coming out? It, it'll be out, uh, I would say, by December 1st. Okay. All right. Hey, Christmas is right around the corner. I think uh, we're looking at December. It's uh, 17th for a release party. It'll be at Drum. Uh, in Alphabet City, New York City. Tight. If anyone wants to come up, that's what's up. Saturday night. When? It'll be a Saturday night. Uh, I think it's it's either whatever that week, December seventeenth. I'll I'll post it on the next Chrome Bills up. Tight. The official date. But Tight. I can't wait. I mean, I've heard it. But you want to go up? December seventh. I can't. I can't spend another dime <laughs> for maybe the next ten years. Cole, you can crash here, man. 
I still got to. You just got to jump in Steve's car. Yeah. Chrome Bills road trip. The only thing is, you have to listen to best ofs of Chrome Bills for the entire <laughs> for the trip whole, up for and the back. Whole trip up. Do you, I'm I, into I'm into history podcast now. So. Are you really? No, I'm just Dan Carlin. <laughs> I think we have another clip show coming up, right? End of the year. Yeah, We've been oh doing, yeah, this there's third annual. Oh, there's going to be an amazing clip show. Have you guys been keeping track? No. <laughs> I have one. I have one that it's Cole telling a story about being at a concert. Okay. <laughs> I'll just leave it. I can't wait to hear that. One. Jeff Buckley, remember. the Jeff Buckley. Do you remember going to Jeff Buckley story? He's dead. You sure it was Jeff Buckley? Oh, who's uh, what? What? No, maybe it's not Jeff Buckley. Who's the uh, the country music? Bluegrass? Oh, Zach Brown. Or, oh, yeah. Zach Brown. Zach Brown. Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah. Rest in peace to Jeff Buckley. My bad. Zach Brown. Hey, if you want to hear me, if you want to hear me, go back in time. Who just freestyled about your cat's asshole? Yeah. Talk about going to see Zach Brown at Jiffy Lou Lot. Tune into the clip show. I got a I got a uh, email that's a draft. You know, every day I'm I'm walking around town. I'm doing what I do. Mm. You know. So when you're doing mm. what you do, check out Chrome Bills. Mm. I'm listening to when you send it to us on Jobbox. I'm keeping tracks of Tad. My man straight up looks like the vaping Columbo. Yo, really? <laughs> I thought that was like a cigar. The vaping Columbo. Um it's a it's a va- it's a vape car. I want a cigarette really bad right, right now. You want to take a break and get a cigarette? Nah, let's we're, we're at sixty minutes. We're at sixty minutes. By take a break, do you mean end it? Uh I want let's hear one more song. Can I give you a song? Yeah, you can give me a song. You know what I've been listening to a lot lately? I would love to listen to Please Subscribe if we could. That's what I really want to hear. I think we should. Have we not played any? Actually, let's go into this. Let's let's put the or love fest. Or keep your cool. Let's put the love fest on the other foot. Hey, give me the love. Uh, I I love. It's a good record. All of Caesar's material. It's a really good this record. Is a, this is a very good record. It's a good record. And, Thank you. And I'll say that the last track, the only joint on With where you're not on it, St. Sinner. It, it, arguably the best track on the album though which i feel like was kind of a fuck you to the idea of doing like it was like a night not a fuck you uh it, it was just a like a a friendly fuck you like a push off would be i'm doing the body motion this is the opposite of hold your chest right right it's the one where you just it was a nice push off touch the other person's chest You're like yep i got <laughs> touch your chest yes back up yeah at saint center is a banger thank you uh all right sure let's play that well, which one you want to play Saint Center? Uh, well, here's what I'm because I'm I'm hoping that the release of this will be good. I don't want the. Uh, we can. How about we talk over it? No, I feel no. Like that's, okay, all right, that's not good. Listen, I made a record called With. I got picked up by Strange Famous Records, uh, SF Digi. I don't know if we've recorded since that happened. No, I don't think we have either. All right, I don't think so, we have actually. Good point. Have okay. Who are you? Probably pieces. Sage Francis. Um, so a while ago he had asked if I wanted to join this new, uh, imprint he has on his label. It's called SF Digi. And I said, yes, I have, uh, signed on for an LP as when he asked me to do it, I was working on with, which is each song is me and two other people. K chromosome, priest, the nomad, Kokai, uptown XO, wax, Napoleon, the legend, Chesky, ADM, Esh, the monolith, big slop, mm. Des mm. and Dude Computer. Mm. And then there's a song where it's just me called Saint Sinner. Kokai. Kokai. He's, I think he said Kokai. I was trying oh, to I was I trying to all in. I had him on. I was going song Kokai. by he song. He was sharp, actually. He that was, actually was really yeah, fucking impressive. I was visualizing the Dropbox folder, which I've listened to roughly a thousand times. And you know who I never shout out enough? I Scott think, Kuzner yes. for doing wow. the beats, right? Yeah. I was yes. just going to say we that. Went through all that. I hope Steve has the mix synced up so I don't cut you off too much on that. But Scott, Scott definitely. I want to give a personal shout out, and then you should really go in to the breakdown of how you guys did the album. But it's a, it's a great record, man. I really, really enjoyed it when you gave it to me. I wasn't something I was like, "This is Caesar shit." I want to check it out. Like I fucking bumped that album eight times in the week you gave it to me. I've listened to it a whole lot. Good. That's what I need as many spins. What's interesting because Dez, I given it to him. Peace to Dez. He came down for the wedding, and the next day he's like, "I listened to it on the airport. Please rap more." He's always been like, yo, like cool field was that kind of stuff is cool, but like you're a good rapper, you should do that. So that's how this shit happened was Scott mixed and mastered Cruel Fuel. And for people who haven't heard that, for pretty much everybody, Cruel Fuel was my attempt at more like uh spoken word kind of stuff. There was a lot of rapping on there. But with Scott sent me a handful of beats and was like, I think these are right up the like cruel fuel alley. So, you know, I just met like my future wife. I I had gotten like a raise at work, like things were getting better, so I had a lot of change, but I was also in a good place. So I started to write to these beats. I was like, yo, I'm coming up with a good hook and a good verse. That's really all 
I I see myself doing this beat. Let me get somebody on it. And I was talking to ADM at the time just about like books and stuff like that. I was like, yo, I've never done a song. Let me send this to him. So as that ball started to get rolling, I was like, yo, I should just do an EP to all these beats. I write the hook and the verse, send it to the two people I think would sound good on it, and we'll see what happens. Uh, eight songs later, including Saint Sinner, which is just me, I was like, yo, I could do at least two of these, maybe three of them, maybe four. It's easy enough to make as long as, and thankfully the people that I reached out to were willing to do it. I don't know if people will realize how much time it takes to come up with the verse, like go to the, memorize it, go to the place. It's not, you know, building a fucking brick wall or anything, but it's time consuming. So mad appreciation, Chuck included, to anybody who contributed to it. You guys are both on the, uh, an interlude for please subscribe. But Scott, he was the real trooper. So I would go to his place, demo everything. And then I would send it to other people. People would send him the verses, you know, through the files. He would mix and master everything. Shout outs to Max. I went up to his place for whatever reason. I always, of all the places I've ever recorded, Max's current setup is the place where I felt the most comfortable. I was like, this might take five hours. I recorded all my verses in about 90 minutes. Wow. Just flying through them. Because he and I have like that, he he just knows like where I'm at with with recording and shit like that. Send him back to Scott. A lot of people put a lot of hard work into this. I think Sage should put it out. You know, I've sent it to him. Um, but we hadn't agreed to that. There's still an for, if on this? Well, so that's the thing was the agreement was for my next LP. And I was like, I have. Here's the other thing, though. I feel like everything are EPs now. You'd be kind of dumb to make an 18-track album. I only want to make no no more than 12. Like, Cruel Fuel is 12 Dude, tracks. This is perfect for a digital release. Right, right. But here, here's my thing, and I should run this by you and then the audience as well. So let's say that, that uh, Strange Famous puts this out, right? Yeah. Do you think it would be a bad look if my first, because this is going to get to, let's, I'm just going to guess like 10,000 people will hear this, whereas maybe I'd be lucky to get it to 1,000. Do you think it would, on my own, do you think it would be bad if my first release to that wide a swath of people, each song is me with two other people? No. Okay. No, and I'll also say it's only because you, you consciously rap first right. on every track on this record. Yeah, you pretty much rap first on that one. Every, oh, I definitely rap first on every verse. No, and I think that that's actually why it can always yeah. live. It, I think if you... All right, so I, I'm going to even take you through. I'm going to follow the hamster running on the wheel <laughs> i first heard the record i was like damn cole raps first on every song yeah all right i'm noticing that the second time i went through i was like yeah damn right cole raps first on every song it's like the yeah. the oh, dj yeah. yelling out before you assembled this record if you start rhyming second and third on the record it it's sense. just a mixtape it's a father scott mixtape and you just happen to get billing on every track right right Right. This is your record with other people. And for that reason, I would also say it wouldn't be a bad look to put it out. Unless I'm, I mean, if that meant that was the only thing, that'd be the only way I could say. Well, it. that's the thing is what's guaranteed to come out is the next, the LP that I'm going to put out. And at this point, again, I don't know. It might just be 10 songs. So is it an LP and EP? Who fucking knows? 11. But, Wait, isn't it 10 or 11 that constitutes an LP? See, I, I thought it was duration, not exactly. 10, because Illmatic's 10. And it's LP. Okay. True. Whatever the case, True. I was thinking like I already have the title for that, the song that you have. I want to hear some. I want to hear some background music. Okay, go for it. Do you have the? I should send you the instrumentals. That that would be kind of dope. That would be dope. Yeah. Dude. Anyway, well, I also thought you nailed the fucking song order. Thank you. Thank that you very the, much. There you go. Like that joint. You want to go oh, out on this one? Fire. This has both of us on here. It's just fire. All right. Chrome Bills yeah. one thirteen. One, one, three.